Welcome to MLD Wealth, Money Matters, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights on the market and economy. Hosted by Chad Larson, top-ranking portfolio manager at CG Wealth Management and founder of MLD Wealth Management. In this podcast, Chad shares concise, clear and authentic views on the market, helping gain greater clarity on the current state of the investment landscape facing investors. Hey guys, Chad Larson, MLD Wealth Management. Uh, it's August. Uh, I'm on holidays right now, but I wasn't going to uh, take this time and, and delay uh, kind of connecting with you guys and giving you an idea of what we saw last month and 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 what our positioning strategies look like going uh, going ahead. You know what a crazy couple of months it's been. Um, you know this we'll call this the August installment. July we spoke to June and June we spoke to May and you know we've gone from June being one of the worst month for stocks since the depths of the COVID crash in 2020, which culminated into you know the worst six month period to start a year uh, in over 40 years. Um, you know major Canadian U.S. indices were down you know almost 10 percent in the month, uh, and every single sector uh, took it on the chin in, in June. And so, you know, some people started to call and, you know, what do we do? Um, You know, there could be more, you know, should we get out? And, you know, it's the same type of uh, emotional response that we that we all have and we all see during periods of hyper volatility. You know, we're down, we've lost some money maybe. And, you know, wondering at what point would be the remaining capital be enough for us? And, you know, anytime you start extrapolating you know, one month, one quarter, six months, or even one year, you can very quickly paint, uh, you know, either very rosy pictures or, or very dismal outcomes. The, the, we always say, like, the, the further away from the line, the smoother it looks. And just intraday, day-to-day volatility is enough to whipsaw investors uh, and put them into loony bin. And I guess that's why I have less hair today. Um, but then we started July and, you know, congruent, consistent to what we saw. We felt like the markets were oversold. The pendulum typically swings too far in either direction. And, and we were right, um, you know, staying invested and adding to some core positions paid out extremely well, um, you know, effectively, you know, looking for the number here, you know, we saw one of the strongest uh, Julys uh, ever on record. So this was the best July for the S&P uh, 500 since 1939, uh, obviously, but it was on the heels of one of the worst Junes ever. So, you know, congratulations. You've gone through two periods, two months of, you know, world-renowned movie quality volatility. And, uh, you know, we're all still here. Um, that being said, you know, that overswing to the downside, you know, we were confident that uh, conditions were oversold and that markets would recover uh, significantly. Now, you know, the, the major indices themselves are a long way, you know, from flat on the year. Uh, but with such a strong recovery that you know, we took that, you know, that call, what we call a summer, midsummer rally, uh, we did create some liquidity uh, into the end of the month. I do think, you know, the, not the punchline or the bad news, but all indicators suggest that it's likely that we potentially retest the lows uh, that we saw in June in the fall. Uh, and so people are going to say, well, Chad, if, if markets are going to, you know, sell down uh, significantly again, you know, why don't we get out? Well, portfolios are not like light switches. Um, you know, they're more like faucets. They're going to 
start to open them and close them and, and tweak the dials, so to speak, uh, to ensure that positioning uh, is conducive to um, meeting long-term goals. But that being said, from taxation, liquidity, and a myriad of other functions, you know, the markets don't uh, support the liquidity to go an all-in, all-out strategy uh, based on sentiment over the short term. Um, I did speak to high-yield credit being uh, added and included into the core portfolios. Um, you know, that was, a, that was a great move. Uh, listen, July, uh, the high-yield market had its best return in one month, um, post for the second best monthly performance uh, in history, up over 5.1%. That tactical weighting uh, paid out extremely well. Um, and one of the things we're really watching right now is, you know, it's been over a month since the S&P um, made new year-to-date lows, and obviously market volatility has cooled. You know, as we talked about, the market had this midsummer rally. Um, you know, and after averaging a 1% move in either direction every other day in the first half of the year, like to put that in the con, every, the market is moving by more than 1% up or down uh, every other day. That's, you know, there's a lot of volatility. That's cooled. That's great to see. Um, but that's conducive also to its summer. You know, a lot of people are taking time with their families, uh, taking much needed holidays, et cetera. We typically see volumes um, wane throughout the summer months and, you know, in September when everyone, you know, dusts off their suits again and gets back to work, uh, you see volumes and activity in the capital markets pick up. But the S&P has only had five such moves, um, you know, in the month of July through 16 trading days. Um, so, you know, that was a week ago. So, you know, what we're seeing is, Within that risk off to risk on spectrum, things are generally, you know, still very uh, risk off, but they're moving in the right direction. And that uh, gives me some uh, positive sentiment. So what we're seeing, obviously, the same stuff is around the same stuff is is around, you know, there's obviously the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. Uh, I think uh, how that fits into yeah, the economic spectrum is more so continued supply chain disruptions, obviously distracted foreign government policy over to that region, but more so in the Eurozone, you know, it's exasperating, you know, their inflationary problems. You're seeing European gas prices, you know, trading 20, 30, 40 dollars in MCF, just unheard of numbers as, you know, uh, restrictions uh, out of the Russian pipelines through Nord Stream downtime with gas compressors being serviced in Canada. You know, there's there's been a, a movie worthy quality of um, things going on in the marketplace that are they're compounding and adding to this. So now we're in this scenario heading into kind of the midterm elections where, um, you know, the government, you know, Joe Biden's government kind of came out and said uh, after last GDP data came out and said we're not in a recession or that a recession should be defined differently. And, you know, two months ago, I spent a lot of time as people started posing questions. Are we, you know, going into a recession or are we in a recession? Well, the reality is, is, you know, I said verbatim, it's talking heads and, you know, and propeller hats that, you know, have defined since I, you know, since I started studying economics in, you know, the early 90s, uh, you know, what what is defined by recession? It is literally defined as two quarters of negative GDP growth. Well, you know, funny is, as Wikipedia would uh, would pose, is that post the White House's uh, tweet and press release saying that they don't feel that, that that definition holds true. There's been like 24 attempts at 
changing the definition of a, a recession uh, in public record. So listen, we live in a pretty interesting times where the definitions of what things are, what people are, what things is continues to be uh, a change. The, the reality is, is the, the economy is contracted, but you're going to see, and we are continually going to be constructive around saying that it's going to get worse before it's get better. And what I mean by this is when the markets retest their lows, like we've been finding a bottom through all of this, the market, the bottom will be defined when the Fed changes its stance. Now, something very interesting from Jerome Powell and the Fed uh, meeting last week where the central bank of the United States Federal Reserve increased interest rates by 75 basis points. They did clearly, and it was unanimous. You know, I was looking for to see if there was some dissent. Uh, there's seven governors that have to come up to that decision on that committee. Um, it was unanimous. Uh, they hiked hard, um, but definitely made the, the tonality of it as such that they will be data driven. And there is a difference between nominal and real um, inflation. Um, and I'm not going to get into that. Anytime we start talking that granular, it means we've really lost the point uh, of how we're allocating our capital. That being said, they're going to be data driven in the next meetings. We're going to look for the Fed to signal a change, um, potentially reduce their hawkishness or aggressiveness. Yeah, if the markets come with a 50 basis points hike, that would be a signal probably to invest more of our capital. Um, so we're probably going to see uh, another two hikes into the end of the year and we're going to call for interest rates starting to be cut um, in the first half of next year this is going to be sharp this is going to be violent but just remember the bad news hasn't even started in the media we're seeing affordability on housing we're seeing you know drastic levels of sales activity listings being pulled from the market the housing market is going to cool job uh, job loss is going to become topical uh, within the news cycle so because the markets are a forward-looking vehicle, the markets will rally and real surge um, while your evening news is going to be at its worst uh, because there's kind of a, a delayed effect. Um, you know, it's, I guess, much like drinking too many beers. It feels great at the start. Um, I guess that'd be the akin to printing a lot of money and stimulating the economy. So, you know, we're going to go through the hangover component here. Um, but the bright side of it is, is once that job loss starts ramping up, once we start seeing um, housing prices correct, demand destruction on consumer discretionary spending, travel, et cetera, it will cool that inflation number uh, very quickly. And you know, you're going to see uh, interest rates start to come back in line. So the worst of this is for sure over. I think we'll have all of our metals tested one more time in the fall. Um, but when, you know, we raised a bunch of cash uh, in core portfolios through this uh, midsummer rally uh, to give us a lot of optionality and a lot of opportunity uh, to deploy capital uh, if we uh, if we see that next dip. I hope this was great for you guys. Uh, I did this pretty quick. I will try to put together a couple slides that I uh, that I rec I just spoke to with respect to risk on the bond market and uh, the monthly performance for July uh, for the S and P. Uh, have a great balance of your summer. I uh, look forward to connecting with a lot of you in person. Uh, coming up soon and have a great day. The comments expressed in this podcast are the results of work done 
by MLD Wealth Management, they may differ from the opinion of Canaccord Genuity Corp and should not be considered as representative of Canaccord Genuity Corp beliefs, opinions, or recommendations. All views expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and do not constitute an offer or solicitation to buy or sell any securities. The statements expressed herein are not intended to provide tax, legal, or financial advice and under no circumstances should be construed as solicitation to act as a securities broker or dealer in any jurisdiction. All views are intended for general circulation only and do not have any regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or general needs of any particular person, organization, or institution. Please do not hesitate to contact us should you want to know more about the information contained in this video or have any related questions. Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management in Canada is a division of Canaccord Genuity Corp. Member, Canadian Investor Protection Fund, and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.